Shaky Town Radio Minute is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Um, again, for those of you who might be just coming into this, <laughs> we're recording a bunch of uh, minisodes on um, on the iPad, um, just kind of as a test bed. I think at this point we've, we're in episode four of these minisodes. So yeah. I think test bed, boy, we're, we're like, if this is production. We're out of test. We're out of the beta stage. We're out of beta. We're, uh, what's the line from uh, that Jonathan Colton song from Portal? We're out of beta, we're releasing on time. That's a great song. I didn't know anything about that song. I didn't know anything about that game. And then I played it, and then I heard that song, and I was like, that's a great song. Nice. I said exactly that thing to myself. I said, Gene. (laughs) And I played that song 500 times over and over again. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, 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 again, I'm doing a project from hell, and we're not doing our normal episodes. I think we decided last episode that uh, this is our our mid-season break. Yeah, this is kind of our season hiatus. This is some stuff to tide us and you over. And right. so we all are one big happy family again. Um, I also have been a little busy just with some... Uh, for, for hardcore fanatics of the show, they might have been heard that I had a medical scare. Uh, not really, though. Everything's totally fine. I've been totally cleared and good. And basically, one diagnosis from long ago doesn't, doesn't match with what they told me now. And what they're telling me now is that I'm awesome and indestructible so okay that's the way to go so you got your superpower yeah i can do anything now just like wolverine or deadpool of the marvel comics um but you can't walk in any book like like uh gumby and his pony pal pokey too i cannot i cannot if Um, you had a heart then gumby is a part of you (laughs) and you do speaking of television okay we and we weren't well uh, gumby i guess we are now well, I wanted to ask you, because well, there's, there's two shows I want to talk to you about. All right, go ahead. One show um, that you've been watching that we will talk about. One show that I just caught up on. So, when Parks and Recreation came out, yes, I watched the first five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost interest or just lost track for whatever reason. I totally forgot. I knew another season had passed. Uh-huh. I knew that the third season was starting. And it was uh-huh. just one of those shows that's like, well, I want to watch The Office, The British Office. And I haven't seen all that yet. I need to. I'm not going to watch the American Office yet. Okay. I like to. I like to call the British Office the funny office. The funny office. Um, I have not watched the American Office yet, so I know. Or Park- the dumb knockoff office. <laughs> is what I call. And I know Parks and Rec is a in spirit. Yes. Spinoff of that or a similar thing. And it's like I just I have so much I need to do and get around to, and I'll get to it. But for whatever reason, Megan but, and I were decided to watch it. Right. We, but here's the thing: it's a mm-hmm. spinoff, but it's an original idea. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, well, let's just watch the, the last one we didn't watch from the first season, you know, get streaming Netflix. Um, that was on a Friday. By Sunday evening, we caught up on everything up to the third season, because yeah. it is now my favorite show on the air. It's really good. It is wonderful. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I get, uh, Megan says... That just, re- actually, that just reminds me, because I don't know if Tebow's been grabbing it. Hmm. She she says that she I'm visibly excited and giggling like a schoolgirl. Oh yeah. Well, um, what's like, his face? Uh, um, the guy that plays the boss. Uh, uh, oh, this is blinking. This red light. Is it? Yeah. Well, we're recording. Okay. Is it? It's blinking. Yeah, I've never seen it do that before. Maybe that's an indicator of the uh, levels. The awesomeness. Maybe. Um, Ron, what's his name? Oh, Ron uh, Swanson. Ron Swanson. But I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know he was on that American Auto Shop show that was on Comedy Central for a little right, bit. Right, 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 right. 
Anyway, uh, he is the best thing on television ever. <laughs> he really is the best thing on television. Because yeah, he's you. He's a libertarian with a mustache. He, well, I, I, well, I'm growing my mustache back. <laughs> I'm a libertarian with a with a very vague, dirty upper lip right Who now. Who likes powerful women. I do like powerful women and breakfast foods. <laughs> Pretty dark-haired women and breakfast foods. Yes, yes. I'm married to a blonde. <laughs> and I hate breakfast foods. <laughs> I don't hate breakfast foods. I rarely choose to eat breakfast foods. That is where Ron Swanson and I diverge. Also, I'm a very shitty carpenter. <laughs> Whereas he is a master woodworker. And I believe the actor who plays him is a master woodworker. Okay. I think that is actually his canoe. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he's, like, legit. It's like one of those Vincent Gallo brown bunny uh, situations <laughs> where he actually yeah he, he's actually he's Vincent Gallo is really good at getting blowjobs <laughs> yeah it's something you didn't know about him. <laughs> Chloe Savini man I don't know dude I love, did you see Brown Bunny I did not I love Chloe Savini on Big Love and I love Drew Drogi as Chloe Savini <laughs> right. and I saw Chloe Savini on my honeymoon <laughs> did you I did we stayed at the uh, Standard downtown the mm-hmm. night of before we flew off to uh Charlottesville. Well, actually, before we flew off to Atlanta, where I got my wallet stolen, then flew off to Charlottesville. But um, where you had your heart stolen? I did by by pigs on the by pigs pig on sanctuary. The yeah, yeah. Chloe was out hanging outside the standard while we were. Well, she dressed all her. fucked up because that man, that girl cannot dress herself. <laughs> and everything I read is like, she's such a style icon, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, she dresses like a four year old that like just pulled a bunch of crap out of her, <laughs> out of her drawers. It's like, I, I, and I, when I say crap out of her drawers, I mean <laughs> feces out of her underpants <laughs> and smeared the feces on herself. I, 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 I am in no place to lecture anybody else on their fashion because my wife picks on all my clothes. <laughs> so I know nothing. Yeah, but uh, at least you know enough to have... Uh, I can dress myself. I want to make that clear. Abundantly clear. Yeah. You, you were capable of. I'm capable of. Like I just a, choose like, not like to. A, like a dress, me, dress Nick, myself. Nick Offerman. Nick, Nick Offerman. Yes. Who's married to the squeaky voice chick from uh, uh, from uh, uh, that show? You know. CSI. Yes. No. Not CSI. Well, we were talking about Polly Pret on the, one of the recent minisodes. Yeah. And by the way, is her real name? And she is awesome. Now that I've actually read about her, she is super awesome, and I want her on the show. I'm okay with that. Don't I, don't, I never, I never thought she wasn't awesome. I did. I ever say that? Did no, I, 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 I hinted at it. Oh, did you? I hinted that she. Was, I missed the subtlety. That she wasn't giving us the real deal, but I now do think she was. But see, now I blame her parents. How fucked up was that? <laughs> when your last name is Perrette, and your parents named you Polly, unless she was. Well, how old is she? Uh, your age. So chances are she wasn't named after the Monty Pythons. Probably not. Because that would be excellent. <laughs> Hello, Polly, Polly Parrot. would <laughs> be awesome. I will do that if she's on the show. I promise. And then we will end the interview. Sounds like a deal. So who's Offerman married to? Um, um, what's her name from... Um... Oh, God damn it. What's the that woman from... When you say squeaky voice, yeah, I'm thinking... The, the one, one, no, no. She doesn't, she doesn't have a normal squeaky voice. Uh. Um, she, no, she played the uh, head of the library department. They're married in real life? Yes, they are. Megan Mullally? Megan Mullally. The voluptuous, lovely Megan Mullally? Voluptuous. At least you didn't say voluptuous, because, man, I want to punch people <laughs> when they say that. Yeah, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. In real life, they're married. Yes, they are. That's awesome. And they shot that scene over at the diner where they have sex on the table um, at uh, the Frank's Diner on uh, Olive. Well, good for both of them. I hope that was a Vincent Gallo Brown Bunny situation. Probably. Because they're both beautiful people. They are. We could all learn something the by watching them hair. make love. Mm-hmm. We all, and I think we did. It brought <laughs> us together as a nation. So, so okay. 
So Parks and Rec, so you're a fan. Good. I, it's my favorite show on television now. Really? I mean, sitcom. Right. I, I mean, I probably like... Uh, Community? You know, I've uh, watched one episode, and it was so out of context. I, I need to start that from the beginning. I, so. I, I, I think if you really watch Community, it's, it would be better than Parks and Rec. And it, it, it's a close. It's, it's neck okay. and neck. It's neck okay. and neck. Different, different. Sure, little, you know. sure, sure. But uh, I think Community and Parks and Rec, NBC's like kicking ass. Yeah, and on my love for Jen Kirkman, I've been watching Perfect Couples. I am actually enjoying it. It's getting better and better. Hmm. And Probably uh, if she's getting more stuff on. Yeah. That's, that's what that's, I'm going to say. That's what I'm saying, too. Yeah. I have no fucking... I, you know, here's this is what I do. I work, I work, the baby comes home. Hi-ho, hi-ho. I, I, <laughs> Tish and the baby come home. I cook dinner. We put the baby to sleep. And by that, I mean we we have her euthanized. Right. And <laughs> then uh, I felt like part of when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we watched <laughs> one to three episodes of The Shield. Cool. And I wanted to ask you about The Shield. Yeah. See what you've been thinking. We are at, uh, we just finished season five. We just okay. finished the Forrest Whitaker season. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I I don't even know if I should do spoilers on this. I don't just... It's, you know, at this point, we'll only talk about The Shield for the rest of this minisode. And if you haven't seen it yet, go see it and don't listen to the rest of this episode. Okay. Yeah, good, good point. Good point. Yeah. I, I just, okay, so spoilers begin. Wait for it. Now. Just the final episode of season five, where um, where uh, Shane puts a grenade in Lem's car. Right, right. Which that's fucked up. I told you it's not worse though. I don't think it's worse. It's the same level of badness. Oh, it's gonna get worse than that. But go ahead. What? Yes, but it can't get worse than but that. But go ahead. But go ahead. <sighs> Let's talk about this first. All right. Because um, I'm coming at you knowing everything. I know, I know, I know, I know. Now I can't spoil for you. I understand. I understand. Okay. Um, so the last episode you saw was Forrest Whitaker. Hey, we get to see Gina Torres' ass. <laughs> wow. I was like totally, what the hell? That was kind of awesome. And and Vic Mackey, I, you know, he may be a dick, but he banged Kavanaugh's ex-wife and threw it in his face, and that was some kind of awesome. Now, I don't want to cast aspersions upon Michael Chiklis. I think he's a wonderful actor. I think he did a good job uh, as far as his input on producing that show. Um, I know he's a charitable human being. Sure. Um, a family man. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's funny, though, that Vic Mackey hooks up with so many chicks on that show. <laughs> it's so... But you know what, though? I wonder... But see, was he producing from the beginning? I don't think yeah. he was. was he producing think so. from the beginning? I think so. I don't think he was. I, just... I, I seem to recall seeing his name as a producer. Um, I, I just can understand the temptation. You know, you know what, what I think we need in this scene? You know what it is? Character. You know what it is, though? I, well, yeah, 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 there's that. But I think I think it's it's the it's the Tony it's the alpha male Tony Soprano. Yeah, film. yeah. I, I think that that I think those things go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I just think that that's that's a character trait, and I think that's written into the character. I'm sure he, you know. It's not like he was right. Well, then again, so. you know what? You know what? He's hooked up with uh, Catherine Dent, who I think is a macaroni head. So. At least she doesn't come across. She may be a perfectly lovely person in real she life. Is. I, d- I, I, I don't say that as a close personal friend or anything. I, as a through some channels, I'll just say. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. She's she 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 may be very pretty in person. Doesn't come across on the screen. For All me. right, fair enough. All right, and I was I was kind of weirded out when I figured out there's there's a bunch of people on on the show on the shield that um, have showed up on other shows, mm-hmm. and um, the little um, Latina police officer. Yeah. 
she played the love interest of uh, one of the main characters on Warehouse 13. Okay. Cool. I was like, who the hell? Where, yeah. where do I know her from? Anyway. You were surprised, though, what happened to Lem? And the last scene was uh, Mackie and Whitaker getting into it. Yes. Right? Okay. Well, yeah, and we actually, Tish and I talked about this this morning. We literally watched this last night. We talked about it this morning. Um, and because Tish was like, I can't believe that Vic didn't, you know, he he was just unemotional. I'm like, dude, he was totally emotional. He was the most emotional that he's been in the entire show. Right. He went, all this time he's been, like, cool as a cucumber, hasn't, you know, gotten up in, in Kavanaugh's face. Right. But has backed off of insubordination, has paid attention, you know, basically been a good cop mm -hmm. to his face. Right. This is like, he actually did something that could get him fired. Yeah. Lose his pension, get him fired. Right. He went and tried to punch a superior officer, got into a brawl with a superior officer. I'm like, that's the most emotion he showed in the entire show. Yeah. Except for maybe the freak out at the end of season one because his wife is gone. And that yes, was more of an anxiety yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, in front of a bunch of other people, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yep, and that's that's um, something thematically you'll see come up again. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's literally like Vic Mackey and his um, threshold or uh, what, capability for showing emotion comes, mm -hmm. that comes up again in, in very poignant ways. I'll say mm -hmm. later on. Okay, but uh, yeah, you know. Um, and what else was going on in this season? Yeah, so 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 did I think that was coming? I didn't know. I thought it might be, but the fact that I find it interesting that Kavanaugh was trying to drive a wedge between the team by um, getting Lem to break, and the wedge that was driven in the by that got driven in was was because Lem didn't break. Yeah, that I think was interesting. I thought yeah. it was really interesting that. And that Shane shows his family over, over the strike team, mm -hmm. and uh, which again will be. I'm sure it will. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure it will. Yeah. I can I can see the writing on the wall, but um, I still don't think it's gotten. I still don't think it's gotten worse. I think it's just it's the same stuff, you know, for different reasons. I, I you know, I, 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 I it has not hit a, a depth below where I had expected it to. Fair enough. Uh, the big problem I have so far is. Um, well, I thought Lem was going to get it in the episode previous. Okay. Because the title of Mice and Lem, I'm like, I turned to Tish and I was like, you know what happens at the end of Of Mice and Men, right? <laughs> and they're talking about sending Lem to a goat farm in yeah. Mexico. And I'm like, tell me about the goats, you know, Vic. And it's like, it's. I was totally thinking it was he was going to get it in that previous episode. So I, I kind of, I was surprised when he did. Mm -hmm. But, um, um, What's his face? Uh, God damn it. Ronnie? G Gardaki. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy that I want to fucking punch at this point. Because <laughs> he's the fucking, what if it's him? What if he's talking? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. shut up, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, you know, so I'm just like yeah. completely pissed off at Gardaki about that. That's another really good thing, though, about um, for, for the Ronnie character with the death of Lem and one less person on the strike force, strike team. Strike Force was a '80s tag team. Apologize. Um, you know, they, I'm sure it was also a, a bad cop movie. It's oh, oh, I know it was. Yes, it was. But they lean on that character and therefore that actor more for uh, upcoming stuff, and it's I'm good. Sure. You get to find out more about right. Ronnie, which is good. Yeah, because yeah, he's always been kind of a cipher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. Not as much as Lem. Yeah. I mean, Lem, Lem, Lem got a lot of lot of time in the spotlight, but but yeah. um. Yeah, I felt bad about that, yeah. but. Uh, 
Well, it only gets darker from here, my friend. See, I don't, <laughs> I'm still I'm still challenging that yeah. assessment. Yeah. Because I don't. I mean, it's already like I said, the show opens up with them shooting another cop. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not going to get worse than that. Yeah. And I don't think you know, it's like unless unless Vic goes on like a killing spree, right? And like, you know, wraps the entrails of his enemies around him, and right. even then, I would I would I would think that's just grody, not. Yeah. I mean, it, it has, it's, it's, it's continuing its tradition of having something horrible, horrible happen to a child every episode. <laughs> you know, it's like something horrible, traumatic, yeah. grotesque. Um, but I'm running into some problems. The packaging for the DVD set, and I might have talked about this before, there are spoilers on the, uh, in the packaging. That's no good. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, so uh, what was the other thing? Oh, 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 the other thing that, that pissed me off was was um, um, Claudette falling down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then they didn't really talk about it for like two episodes. Yeah. I'm like, is she okay? Did she die? Yeah. You know, it's like, what the fuck happened? And like, you know, you, uh, Dutch was like, everyone was like, oh, how's your partner? She's fine. She'll be back in a couple weeks. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like... Yeah, when I first saw that episode, I thought she was dead. Oh, yeah, me too. And then around the second time, I think I noticed at some point they did say, like, oh, she's breathing or something. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that she wasn't out for the count. Right, right, I mean, it's like, so. Yeah, that was kind of, because that would have been a great, I thought she would have gotten the Emmy for that episode, but. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because CCH Pounder is a great actress, but, and they, they, it, it, I've been noticing how little they use her. Yeah, And they they did use her in a couple episodes. Yeah. You know, a couple (laughs) Pretty decent episodes. I would say that if you do enjoy it all, once you get to the end, I would move on to Sons of Anarchy next. Yeah, you've you've said that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's so I'm looking forward to, we have two more seasons left, six and seven. Um, Walton Goggins is on Justified now. You told me off mic. Walton Goggins, championship clog dancer. What? Yeah. That's how you get to start with his mom. Clog dancing team. Well, you know, he's got to be, I don't know, I, I can look it up on the internet, but I think he's like from, he's from places where clog dancing is awesome. Right, right. Like Tennessee or Alabama or something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's the funny thing I is, call him Walton Cloggins now. Like, you see him on the Let's get him show. on the show, because I'll be Trust like. Trust me, I, I want to. Although, although I do have to say, I do have to say that I, I watched one of the uh, making of things, and he totally sounds like the kind of actor that I would hate. I was going to say the opposite. I, he's an actor I like because he's very smart. He's also because he's also a filmmaker, okay. um, and a writer. And I mean, you see his character in uh, the Apostle, which was Robert Duvall's movie. Uh huh. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff too. Yeah, you see, and he's kind of like just a dude on, like a sheriff dude on, um, mm-hmm. in House of Thousand Corpses. There's this show, and you know, he doesn't come off as you know necessarily a smart. Are those guy. his teeth? Yes. <laughs> Shane and Shane is clever, but not necessarily mm, bright. Shane, the, the thing of it is, no, Shane is smart. Shane is smart, and, but he thinks he's smarter than he is. Right. That's the problem, and that that whole Antoine Mitchell thing. Yeah. That's exactly. the whole thing. He's no Vic Mackey. Right. Exactly. He's no Vic Mackey. Exactly. Now Walton Goggins on the and same with if you see Justified, it's kind of the same thing where he's like, well, this guy may be smarter than you think, but he comes off as like a hit. Right. And Walton Goggins is a brilliant man. Vic gets screwed. Vic gets screwed. A couple times in the show, and well, the one just happened when they killed uh, when they killed uh, what's his name, the rapper uh, uh, Little Kane Little was it Kane Little? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
The guy that won the fight in the story. Yeah, in the Sticky Shipping Fingers. Container. Sticky Fingers, yeah. I knew the guy's name, but not the, <laughs> the actor's name, but not the character. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he got screwed by Antoine Mitchell there. Yeah. But, you know, Shane was getting screwed by Antoine Mitchell up and down the street. Right, right, right. Thinking that he was in control. Right. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So. So watch Parks and Rec, watch The Shield, and listen watch to Shaggy Town Radio Hour. Watch I community. guess watch Community. Yeah, yeah, well, I recommend it. <laughs> I recommend it. And we, we're, we're stalled on Breaking Bad until Shield is done. Fair enough. And you, then we'll talk about that because that's a brilliant show, too. All right. Brilliant. It's all brilliant. You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at, at shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Hey, everybody. This is Paul Goebel of the Paul Goebel Show, and you're listening to the Shakytown Radio Hour with one straight guy and one gay guy. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, and uh, we'll be back uh, soon with uh, full episodes with guests. Yes, it'll be brilliant. It will be brilliant.